Japan by River Cruise is made possible thanks to your donations at japanbyrivercruise.com and the generosity of our corporate sponsors. No doubt during the quarantine, you've already learned how to bake sourdough bread, have radically improved your fitness, and finally written the novel you were always planning to write. But have you improved your Japanese? Well, now is your chance with our exclusive Speed Learning Japanese for Expats in Japan CD set. Simply play our CDs on repeat until you learn the stock phrases you need to fit into your new life in Japan. In Level 1 Beginner, get used to Japanese by hearing conversations based on questions like Do you like Japanese food? Which country are you from? And can you use chopsticks? In Level 2 Intermediate, you'll be exposed to more sophisticated and sometimes angrier answers to the questions Do you like Japanese food? Which country are you from? And can you use chopsticks? In Level 3 Advanced, learn to demonstrate your masterful grasp of the language and culture by using formal keigo to express your resignation to the questions Do you like Japanese food? Which country are you from? And can you use chopsticks? Act now and we'll also send you a bonus CD for learners who would like to enjoy deeper conversations and social connections, which provides all the Japanese phrases you'll need to book a plane ticket back home. Hello, Brian's. Welcome back to Japan by River Cruise. I'm Bobby Judo. And I'm Ollie Horn. And joining us this time is Michaela Braithwaite. Michaela has been blogging from Kyushu for over 10 years and boasts over 300,000 subscribers on YouTube. A huge advocate for Fukuoka City and the slow life in southern Japan, she has worked directly with Fukuoka City on tourism campaigns and dabbled in local television and radio co-hosting as well. Her achievements and accolades have landed her the number eight spot on Japan's top river cruise influencer list, where her expert opinions are often sought after when the project budget calls for someone in the top 10, but not the top seven. Hi, Michaela. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. On this week's show, we're going to talk to Yoshinobu. Correction. On this week's show, we were going to talk to Yoshinobu Takagi, social media director for Prime Minister Abe, but he had some trouble this week. So unfortunately, Mr. Takagi will not be joining us for the rest of his life. More on that story later. Also, will the country's Kabakura Club survive the transition to an online business model? With popular services like drink pouring and knee touching no longer possible, industry experts predict an increased focus on pretending to find you interesting. Plus, Ali's got your weekly river cruise recommendation. Ali? Yes, this week's recommendation is a Hiroshima cruise, which has taken to streaming their stream and for the last week has trialed a cruise by Zoom experience, where up to 20 participants can log on and experience the Orta River at 720p resolution for 40 minutes. After the success of the Zoom cruises, the firm has decided to adopt some of the appealing elements of Zoom cruises into their regular cruise when it resumes. They will now start around 10 to 15 minutes late. The captain will ask, can you all hear me, to passengers at regular intervals, and wearing trousers will be optional. Plus, an ideological clash on the water, a new group of innovators wants to use entertainment, shopping, and even a commuter option to expand the possibilities of riverbound travel. But they're getting a lot of pushback from the older generation of purists who insist that a cruise doesn't really count as a Japanese river cruise unless both of its biological parents are full-blooded Japanese river cruises. But first, soap duck. 
Michaela or Hisashi Budides? Sashi Budides. It's been a long time since we've chatted. Yeah, I haven't talked to Ollie in a long time. Bobby I talk to quite frequently because he's more interesting. And I like his joke more. Thank you, thank you. Now, Michaela and I hang out pretty regularly. Uh, We haven't since the whole uh, shelter at home thing has been going on. But to give you an idea of how involved uh, we are in each other's lives, one of the games that my daughters regularly play is pretending to be Michaela. Yeah, I heard we're dating now. Yeah, they came to me the other day and they said, we're going to be Michaela, but you have to be uh, our boyfriend. So um, it's just for the purposes of the game. So if you if you want to tell your boyfriend about that, um, I hope he'll I hope he'll be mature about it. Um, so far, so far, my <laughs> wife is, is taking it pretty well. Can you guys stop flirting, please? Michaela, you got into internet trouble this week. That's every week. Uh, yeah, I mean, since the world started falling apart and with um, the way things are turning out here in Japan with the restrictions. With respect, the world was already falling apart. It's just Japan has only acknowledged the world was falling apart <laughs> as of last week. Yeah, no, finally. Um, yeah, I actually think Fukuoka, all things considered, seems to be taking it a little bit more seriously than um, other places in Japan. And I was yeah. just down in, uh, I just went downtown yesterday for like the first time in like five, six days. Um, my job completely switched to telework. Um, so I've been working from home and then I usually only just go out to buy groceries or get food. So I headed down to, uh, Tenjin yesterday for the first time in a long time to go get some takeout from my friend's restaurant. And I was down there and I was like, wow, there's no people down here. And I took a photo and I put it on social media as you do and just commented on how there were no people and it just yeah, felt yeah. very, it felt very real. And it like actually made me very emotional. Cause it's like, I think I have been in my apartment and then mostly just going back and forth to the closest supermarket for the past little while. So it was like my first time actually seeing that things are off, like yeah. really yeah. off. When you see the places that you're used to going and seeing, you know, packed with people or bustling and, and kind of like alive with energy. And then you go yeah. and you see them with nobody there. It's like, oh, we are in The Walking Dead. <laughs> oh, this is a crisis. Yeah. yeah. There's like signs on all the doors. Like there's restaurants that are shuttered and they're like, we're closed till May. And like, I was getting really emotional just being down there. Anyway, I took a photo and I posted it online just because I was like, whoa, like this is surreal. And also... That is what you do. Yeah, it's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I posted about this on Instagram yesterday, but this is the kind of uh, feedback that I've been getting anytime I go outside is anytime you post a photo outside, you get people reminding you that you're not supposed to be outside. Um, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like yesterday was the first time that I really kind of got irritated and responded to it. But um, yeah. What did they say? Uh, they said that by going outside, I was spreading the virus. <laughs> and you're putting um, everyone at risk right yeah yeah and they sent me articles about how even like takeout and delivery food is dangerous and stuff like that and I said just you know like I'm going for my daily walk which is allowed I'm supporting a local business by ordering takeout from them which is allowed and encouraged because they can't have people coming and sitting down in their restaurants people that are trying to like 
pay their bills and stay afloat. That's like the best way to support them. I see. And the less other people. option is that like you would yeah. go grocery shopping and interact with a whole bunch of people while grocery shopping and touch a bunch Absolutely. of things that other people have touched. And yeah. But, yeah. So like, um, that's, that's the thing is like, if I go to the supermarket right down the street for like my little food run, I'm there with families. I'm touching things that other people are touching. We're standing in line. We're like back to back. Like there's no social distancing yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, initiative here, like between people. So if I go to the supermarket, everybody's there. But if I yeah. go to pick up food from my friend um, who I've called in advance and said, hey, I'll be there at 430. It's just a quick handoff. And then I'm back home. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, just, it's crazy. I have a theory. This might just be a guy on the internet wanting to put a woman in her place for a reason. For a reason. For well, a reason. For, That's an interesting for, way to phrase that. What, what would well, that for, reason be, Ali? Well, well, for any invented reason. For a yeah. reason which he's given, which is... Because it, it seems like you said that he said uh, it's dangerous to even get delivery. It's like, what does he expect you to do? Just sit indoors and rot? Well, that's the thing. Like, who's feeding this person? Who's getting this person's food if he's not yeah. getting it himself? Presumably his mum. Sounds like a loser. I think Michaela and I both have experience with this, but we'll have to explain it to Ali. Um, anybody who has, like a decent sized following on the internet, a portion of that following is people who are waiting to jump on them and waiting to criticize them. So Ali won't understand this because he only has people who hate watch. <laughs> Isn't that what they're supposed to do? Jokes on you. I do have a social media following of exclusively people that want me to fail. <laughs> I actually have a story about Michaela before we ever met, oh, no. which is back in 2014, I applied to two Japanese universities and got accepted from two. And I chose Kyushu University, even though I'd never heard of Kyushu really, nor the city of Fukuoka. And I put Fukuoka into YouTube and Michaela was obviously the first thing that came up because she was all over that. And right, right. Uh, I remember it very clearly because she was doing an open bus tour, which I now later know was uh, the open top bus tour, which was produced by the, the, the agency, which I was affiliated with and which Bobby was also one of the guides at one point. And yeah, I was the, guide for the, that. O the only thing I remember from that video was you went through Tenjin and there was an Apple store and I I, I thought Fukuoka was nothing, but the fact there was an Apple store reassured me that, ah, this is a proper town then. And I found that video very reassuring. And um, I completely forgot that I'd watched that video until I then arrived in, in Fukuoka in what it would have been September of 2014. And then about a month later, happened upon the Apple store and thought, ah, cool that's the that's the famous apple store that everyone you know for me it was like that was a really mon that was a really important thing in fukuoka i mean that's very very in line with ali's experience in japan in general because i think like 90 percent of his time in fukuoka was spent in either the apple store or starbucks or mcdonald's <laughs> well i don't know i think like that's something that a lot of people are like impressed or like surprised by when they see Fukuoka for the first time. Like they don't expect it to be a big city, but it is the biggest city in Kyushu. There's no shame about being the biggest city in Kyushu. We're the biggest podcast about Japanese river cruises. Bobby, have you been going out? I've been trying to stay at home as much as possible. I still have like two to three jobs per week. And so I'll drive to a studio and take all the precautions and then work kind of isolated in a studio and then come home. Although today I did kind of break down and I went to a convenience store and it's a very different experience kind of like what Michaela was talking about, you are very aware of who you are potentially interacting with. So like, you know how you go to a convenience store and you pick something up and you look at it and then you go, nah, I'll get something else and put it back. I started to do that and went, oh no, I have to own this now. Buy this, yeah. <laughs> 
everything you touched, you suddenly had to buy. Yeah. And I bought, I picked up a highball at the store, one of the canned highballs. And I was very, like, I was really aware of uh, the guy who was ringing it up, touching it near the top as he was ringing it up. But I did discover that if you spray alcohol sanitizing spray all around your highball, it actually tastes like you're drinking a stronger drink. So I feel like I've benefited <laughs> a little bit there. We don't have any mail this week, uh, but we did get a bunch of messages from people who bought us coffees. Thank you. Yeah, th- genuinely, thank you. This podcast, uh, it does cost a, a not insignificant amount of money to create. Plus, we do spend absolutely hours on it. And I suppose we could pretend that we would be spending those hours on other things, but we have lost loads of work because of the lockdown. So I guess we're glad of the project. But that doesn't change the fact that we're very glad that Aaron, for example, bought five coffees um, and specifically said three for Bobby, two for Ollie. Yes, <laughs> I really appreciated that. Aaron is continuing the long-running podcast tradition of being me to Ali, but not so mean that he quits. I'm still here. Um, also, <laughs> Nicholas Kemp said that he was emotionally blackmailed to buy a coffee. That was me. That was me. So we, we don't care about your motivation. We just care that you do it. And during the month of April, which is the month this is being released, buymeacoffee.com doesn't charge us any fees. So this is the best time. Uh, the best bang Ooh. for your buck. Uh, the best bang yeah. for your star buck. Thank you. Uh, so please go to buymeacoffee.com slash uh, Japan by River Cruise to uh, send one, three or five coffees. The apportionment we will leave to you. If you'd like to send a, send us a message, then you can do so through the fax machine button on japanbyrivercruise.com. Bobby, what kind of messages are we looking for? We rely on our Brian's to provide us River Cruise industry scoops. So if there's any rumors or uwasa that you've heard about Japanese river cruises that are popular, let us know about it. Anything that you've heard that's like movement in the river cruise industry, Send us your uh, your takes on those, and we will produce a piece on those and, of course, credit you for the information. Let's take a look at the news. Michaela, do you read the news? Never. Well, good luck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good luck with this section. Have you heard the news about Prime Minister Abe uh, releasing a video? Yeah, I saw his... Uh music debut on Twitter is Hoshinogen collaboration. That's horrific, isn't it? Hoshinogen is a very famous musician in Japan. He's a pop singer and he's actually done these kind of like collaborations before. One of them uh, was for the theme song for a drama. It was like the, the love dance. Do you remember this, Michaela? No. He put out this song and it was like all of these people on on social media were copying this dance and it Mm -hmm. kind of was what blew up this one particular song. So he put out this song called Uchi de Odoro Mm. and he recorded himself, you know, playing this very simple guitar refrain and singing this song and said, I'm looking for collaborators. Can you add a chorus to this? Can you add an instrument to this? Can you do a dance to this? Anything. And one of the people who responded to it was Prime Minister Abe. And that what we ended up with was that masterpiece on Twitter where he sat on the couch and stroked his dog. It's such bad optics, <laughs> isn't it? He's dressed in all yeah. white, right? Like he wants to be a member of One Direction. And he doesn't he doesn't <laughs> look prime ministerial at all. And the optics are this is a global health crisis. Uh he's sitting on potentially one of the biggest cash burns with no return in the history of Japan with the Olympics potentially now being even cancelled if it can't be uh postponed in time. And he's just posted a video of him sitting on his ass. It's terrible optics. Himself spending time at home. I think 
whoever his social media director was, who is now very <laughs> definitely fired, fired or worse, the idea was we'll we'll put this video out of you spending time at home, which corresponds with the message of let's spend time at home in the song, and you know piggyback off of this and get people's attention. The response to it from the Japanese Twitter sphere and from people in the media has been that it's extremely disrespectful considering the government has not put in place any measures to allow people to stay at home safely. Right. They still it's have like, to go to work. They haven't <laughs> shut anything down. It's like, yeah, please stay at home, but not you. You're yeah. the prime minister. Get to work. Go, go help us. <laughs> <laughs> Michaela, you, you used to be mayor of the Kawaii coup in Fukuoka. That, that seemed to kind of mark a generation that this was the first time that a, a, a city was mm. kind of going social media first with their mass communications. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was interesting for a lot of reasons. Um, it was an interesting project from a online social media perspective and then also getting a non-Japanese person to do it was an interesting choice as well. How responsible do you feel being a pioneer in this space uh, that now the logical conclusion is the next address from the emperor of Japan is likely to be on TikTok? Uh, (laughs) Honestly though um, I mean what happened with Abe was horrific but I did see um, the governor of Tokyo Koike uh, governor um, yeah, yeah. She had like those English TikToks where she addressed um, people in English. And I was like, wow, her English is incredible. And she has very good composure. Like, I think if you were to contrast um, Koike's TikToks and Abe's weird collaboration video on Twitter, like there's a right way and a wrong way to go about doing this. And yeah, it's very clear that one of them has a better idea than the other. One of the things that I thought was really interesting about how the way this is kind of like changed the social media slash entertainment slash political landscape is that Hoshino Gen actually came out and made a statement. The guy who performed the original song asking for collaboration actually came out and made an official statement saying, I did not invite Abe's participation. I had nothing to do with it and I don't necessarily approve of it, which... Mm. Doesn't seem like it, like like for an American, there are always musicians and bands saying Trump is not allowed to use our songs. But in Japan, that's huge. Yeah. In Japan, for an artist or an entertainer, anybody who relies on like the public liking them to make their living, to come out and take a political position on anything, even in like as benign a way as just saying, I did not officially sanction this. Yeah, it's is- like a career death sentence. Yeah, yeah, so that's a crazy change as well. He's not yeah. even... He's not even participating in the song. Like if he'd full yeah. on, right, written, yeah, a, like, written a verse and, you know, take like taken the challenge on, I think there would be like <laughs> his approval rating would be through the roof, wouldn't it? But it's not. He's just kind of smugly sitting in a chair, stroking a dog like he's some he, evil villain in a movie. He's just sitting there smiling as the dog licks his face and then it cuts to him drinking tea. <laughs> well, it's so poorly produced in that you can tell that he is not down with this idea whatsoever. Like the, he, Like he's he's putting up with this thing that's happening and is not into it. But just like Ali said, there was actually an article published by a musician who said, everybody's pissed at him because, you know, we're not in a position where we're able to stay at home and he's encouraging Mm -hmm. us to stay at home. But the musicians are angry because it's an invitation for a musical collaboration, right? He's not musically collaborating in any way. And on top of that, he doesn't, tag the original post in any way he doesn't credit Hoshino oh, really? again or use the <laughs> oh official hashtag in any way and on top of that this is after 
his administration has canceled all events, which means that musicians and artists have lost all paid. of their income. Yeah. 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 So they were like, this is insult to injury and tone deaf and ridiculous. And they've been comparing him to, uh, to Louis, the, Louis, the, Louis the witch. Ali, you're a, a European. Louis the what? Louis the 16th? Yeah, he was a witch. Burn him. <laughs> <laughs> we have found out through this that he is tone deaf, so maybe it was a good idea that he didn't sing. <laughs> we have some more news items. Prime Minister Abe is not the only person that's trying to make a splash online, is he, Bobby? No, a lot of businesses are transitioning to Zoom. It's not only river cruises. It's not only uh, businesses that are moving to telework for meetings. Uh, one of my TV shows that I work for are doing a lot more remotes. I did my first ever Zoom shootsuen. But hostess clubs and kabakura clubs are also transitioning to Zoom. Sunday Japan, which is a big TV show, did a, did a segment on it. But uh, hostess clubs or kabakura are basically bars where people go to to do nomi hodai to do all you can drink for like a set amount of time with the company of women included in the price yeah and i wouldn't say that it's it is seedy let's let's make it clear it is seedy but it's not as seedy as it sounds i mean it's basically it's like hooters right but they just spend a bit more time with you and there aren't chickens. it's hooters if the waitress stayed at your table the entire time mm. right okay and what's interesting is people go i mean and also it's, i've never been to one but i hear that it's ex it's very well it must it must be very expensive because an ex-girlfriend of mine worked at one and she earned loads of money like she'd earn like 500 us dollars a night for just chatting to people and like serving them drinks. People say that the value of it is, well, you know, it's someone interesting to talk to. It's a, you know, it's nice to have a pretty woman around you. And I find it really interesting that they're trying to transition their business online. Cause I think what this virus has exposed is that the value proposition of businesses that we thought we knew is actually fundamentally very different. So take education, for example, right? We've realized that the value of a school is maybe only 20, 30% education and actually 80% childcare, right? Like the reason why, right, right. why these institutions exist is so all the kids are somewhere while everyone else can work and make money for the economy. Likewise, people are starting to question now their university tuition uh, is not paying for their ability to use the campus and use the library and have one-on-ones with their professor, but attend these online lectures. Well, maybe I can get better value for money by just taking the education uh, portion of my tuition and deploying that elsewhere. So I think we're we, we're using this opportunity to see what is the actual value we're getting from the thing that mm -hmm. we're paying for. And yeah. so yeah. the idea that people are actually interested in what these women have to say, like the, the idea that people would be happy to pay 50, 500 US dollars for a transcript of the conversation and enjoy that in the company of their own home, I think is absolute nonsense. I, I did. I agree and I disagree because what I have always kind of suspected is um, so these these clubs you're basically going and you're paying somebody you're paying someone of the opposite sex to pretend to be interested in talking to you and what I always kind of suspected was that Japan has no culture of going to therapy mm. and so men don't necessarily have an outlet where they have anybody to listen to what they think what they feel what they're going through 
And they compensate for this by going to these kinds of places where somebody will, somebody will be their conversational partner, somebody who isn't necessarily invested in them, but will be for as long as they're being paid. It's no different really to starting a podcast and having a friend listen to you for, for an hour each week. <laughs> so there's no, there's no like sexual gratification at these places. Likewise for the podcast. I've never been like a strip club guy or like a, mm. a red light district kind of guy, but I under understand the appeal and i've never like you're getting something concrete for what you're paying and i've mm. never understood hostess clubs because i never understood why you would feel any kind of benefit from paying somebody to listen to you talk um but i think in japan where most japanese you know company employees don't have any emotional outlet to be able to talk unless they go to these clubs is kind of what makes it work michaela you've listened to these men talk at you now for the last 20 minutes would you like to respond by maybe pouring us a drink and telling us how excellent we are absolutely not what i was thinking <laughs> um actually Ollie, is that if your ex-girlfriend was making 500 dollars a night i don't know if she was only doing kabakura Oh, <laughs> brilliant! But I do, I do think that Bobby has a point that it, it is not really so much about what these women have to say, or like they don't have to be particularly interesting. They just have to know how to listen, and they have to know how to build their customer up. So, right, like, right. what we're looking for is just like that feeling of validation from like a, a cute young girl. Um, they just want to feel like their hanashi is sugoi, or that like their, their jokes are hard. funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like, and it's kind of, I don't want to say sad because I don't want to sound like too uwekara no misen, but like. Which, it, which means judgmental, right? Like, yeah, I don't want to be too, like, superior, superior or judgmental. Yeah, no, but it, it does kind of, um, I think when you think about like family dynamics too, where like marriages in Japan seem to be more about the idea of building a family than building like. You know, like like having kids and continuing that that like life plan right. and kind of hitting those milestones. Yeah, and it's not really about like building a safe space for you and your partner or your family to like emotionally be what's the word like safe. A cultural phenomenon I found fascinating was I went to a McDonald's in Tokyo at about seven a.m. and <laughs> shut up and the upstairs. The upstairs seating area was absolutely chock-a-block of Japanese, and it was exclusively mm. men, in their suits with a 100 yen coffee, just having a bit of a snooze, just having time to themselves. Some of them were reading, but it was all about just them being by themselves with this cup of coffee. And then later on, I went to a, a coffee shop which served cake. <laughs> Not going to comment. And that was all, <laughs> and it was essentially exclusively women having a chat together right and I, and I in that one day i did observe a slight cultural phenomenon that early in the day that that woman is presumably cooking breakfast for the family and that man is getting his hash brown instead and then later in the day she's having social interaction while her husband is working now of course i'm generalizing but i did think that was a funny interesting snapshot of the family dynamic in japan seen over me having two breakfasts. Yeah, I think in japan family is definitely much more of of kind of like less of an emotional thing and more like a like a planned part of your life that you approach like it's like it's a business situation and that doesn't much lend itself to emotional support it doesn't much lend itself to creating this like connected 
environment with other individuals. And so you seek that in other places. And this Kabakura Zoom thing has kind of really cemented that idea for me because my first reaction when I saw this happening was like, okay, if you're a Japanese man and you're online on a webcam interacting with a Kabakura hostess, do you not know that you could just be watching porn? <laughs> like, like if you're gonna go that far, if that's, but that's my Western perspective, yeah. thinking that if there's this interaction that you're looking for, you must be kind of expecting sexual gratification from it, which is why I never understood hostess clubs. I don't think mm. the Japanese men go there expecting sexual gratification. I think they go there expecting someone to listen to them and at least act like they're emotionally supporting them. Mm -hmm. It's not porn for the body. It's porn for the heart, Bobby. <laughs> it's hard porn. <laughs> porn for the soul. Hey, thanks very much for listening to this Japan by River Cruise. If you enjoyed it, then please do make sure to subscribe to this podcast from wherever you're listening to it. And if you think that you have a friend that might enjoy this podcast, then consider if you really want to be friends with them. But we're very pleased uh, with the number of downloads which this podcast has been getting. Our cumulative downloads are now greater than the number of cases of COVID-19 in Japan. Uh, and that's an ambitious target, uh, which is getting bigger and bigger every day, thanks to the incompetency of the Japanese government. So thanks, Japanese government, for keeping us on our toes. And thank you very much to our guest this week, Michaela. If you'd like to find any of her online content, just search Japan and she'll probably pop up. Uh, if she doesn't, search Japan Michaela and she will definitely pop up. <laughs>